Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Welcome, everybody, to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about, I don't know, how things are kind of, kind of, kind of crumbling and how we can maybe put, it, put, stuff, put stuff back together. And today, I am uh, excited to uh, talk with uh, a senior, let's see, what is, what is, what, what is the actual, what's the actual term? I, I saw it. Senior saw program places. strategist. A senior programs strategist at uh, Wikimedia, Alex Stinson. Hello, greetings. Hi, it's so good to be here. I'm very excited about our talk today because I mean and th- this should this should surprise nobody that I, I I used to I used to be a Wikipedia editor back in the day, not not shocking at all if 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 you know me, <laughs> um, but yeah we're gonna be talking about what kind of Wikipedia, just itself and then also uh climate misinformation and disinformation and how we can maybe create. A better understanding of climate change and its effects across kind of the world and how digital information works. Those are all kind of topics we talk about re- uh, often enough, but never within the actual context of w- of like Wikipedia as an entity. Um, 
So I guess let's let's just start there with with Wikipedia and like for those who don't maybe maybe people like use the website but they're not quite sure what it is like how how do you actually describe what Wikipedia is is because it is like an interesting kind of amorphous entity. It's so many things. Um, I, I think most people are used to thinking about Wikipedia as like the fact checking device. Like I have a bar argument with my friends and I pull out my phone and yeah, Google yeah, yeah. throws this website at, website at me. Right. Um, it, it's a lot of things. It's 300 language Wikipedias. Actually, it's not just one. Uh, each of these communities has its own editorial community. Um, I, last I checked, it's like 60 million articles across the languages. It's, it's really, it's a lot of different content. Um, and a topic can be on each of those Wikipedias, right? Um, and, and this is important as we start talking about disinformation is like each Wikipedia, because it's edited by people in that language and it's written by that language community, um, you know, each article is different, uh, and has different perspectives. Um, 280,000 volunteers editing every month. Uh, so this is a lot of people, right? Uh, but the bulk of that's happening on English Wikipedia and some of the larger languages that are spoken across multiple cultural contexts. And then there's also a lot of other content uh, sitting behind Wikipedia. So there's a media repository um, and there's a, a book called Wikimedia Commons and there's a, a database uh, called Wikidata, which kind of powers those little knowledge graphs on the right side of Google and a whole bunch of other parts of the internet. It, Wikidata shows up in Amazon Alexa and all kinds of other places, right? And and so it's it's we're not just like one website; it's many websites, lots of knowledge, uh, lots of platforms, lots of context. Um, and, and we'll come back to that a bit more as we we talk. Yeah, yeah. What one really interesting part of it is like I don't know my my personal kind of social leanings i I generally kind of like things that are more decentralized in general um mm -hmm. other other hosts on the podcast are generally kind of on like the progressive left libertarian spectrum um and one thing i i do really appreciate about wikipedia is is it's more like it's it's not i i i don't think it's like open source but it it the way it has decentralized editing and all that kind of stuff. It's just a really interesting model of, of, of like, what if a lot more stuff worked this way? And, I, I, and I'm not, not sure, like, how, how much of, like, a decentralization focus is there, like, consciously at people at, like, the foundation and people who try to, like, actually, like, run it behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah, so Wikipedia grows out of the, like, open source movement and the kind of early days of the internet, right? This idea that, like, knowledge wants to be free, technology wants to be free, software wants to be free, um, let's let's use the legal infrastructure to like create freedom, right? Uh, in that sense. And then there's also the free as in like anyone can edit and then the free to like do whatever you want out there in the world. Um, there, there's uh, people are like free as in beer and free as in speech, right? Uh, and, and those <laughs> sure. things are... Those things are also, there's, they're always in tension uh, and they're kind of working. And as you can imagine, especially when you get outside of kind of multicultural internet spaces like English yeah. Wikipedia, um, it, it can get challenging. Like if you're in Croatia and everyone is speaking yeah. Croatian, there's a very small bubble in which to create that Wikipedia, right? Um, and so it's interesting in that sense. Um, I think there's also a, another part of Wikipedia that a lot of people don't see, which is the movement behind it. So there's the editorial community as people show up and make edits. Um, but because there's this ideology that you're talking about, this like decentralized, like we need to share our knowledge or culture or language on the internet, 
There's also a whole social movement sitting behind the scenes. Uh, and there, there's a podcast recently, .com, the Wikipedia story, that kind of captured that the essence of, of that. Um, and it's, it's a lot of people like myself. So I started editing in high school. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, me, me, and, me too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, one of those like, oh, I know how to click the edit button, and I figure out how to use the internet and that kind of thing. But there's a lot of people that like the intuitiveness of clicking an edit button on a piece of open source software to create content is just not it's not clear, right? And so yeah. you have to organize and invite people in. And so we have a whole movement that does that too. There, there's about 140, 150 organizations around the world that we. Uh, organize events, work with uh, libraries and museums and educational institutions. And so there's always this um, kind of interesting dynamic where our, our values, which is this like open software platform stuff, is also lived in our practice and our outreach, like creating change through society by sharing knowledge and education. Um, and so I, I think, it, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I, th- I think that does create a really oftentimes beautiful reflection it, it, can, it can have some dark sides every once in a while but it is it is really nice to have like kind of the ideology driving it being reflected in, in the actions of operating it and spreading it and that kind of thing um yeah. so this is something we, we kind of briefly touched on already but i think i'd like to move on to kind of why like how uh, climate change and just kind of broader like social issues are covered on wikipedia because you already mentioned yeah. like it's kind because there's not a Wikipedia, there's many based on different languages and places. It feels like to me, whenever social issues kind of get covered on Wikipedia, it's going to be in some part like a local reflection of whatever is in that area. You know, if, if there's like a white liberal writing articles in New York, it's going to be different than someone, you know, halfway across the world writing them in, you know, a much smaller country, let's say like Belarus, who's under like what I would call a dictatorship. Um, so that's going to change kind of the nature of what people are making because of that kind of divide. So how how does that kind of crop up and is there any like solutions to that or because because of the because of the decentralized thing it's like how much can we like impose vapor, like who like yeah. I'm 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 not in Belarus how much can I impose what I want their wikipedia to look like? Yeah, um there there's kind of two or three dynamics you're you're touching on uh here the first is uh because there's kind of an intention bias like mm-hmm. something comes up in the news and our wikipedia community like people are within minutes of breaking news stories are usually like editing the page yeah working to improve it right um so if things show up in the you know european american press uh it's very likely especially something like english wikipedia will pick up on it and immediately cover it and because there are multiple perspectives in those press usually um kind of the ideological uh kind of multi-sidedness like works itself out because there's a lot of eyes and a lot of people who know how to edit there yes. right yeah um on in a kind of cultural linguistic geographic context where there's like one set of stories and there's not a lot of diversity um uh this this happens and and I, i'm going to refer to croatian wikipedia because we we actually had an external researcher uh look at croatian wikipedia because part of it has been kind of caught by by folks with kind of very ideological leanings uh in a way that's excluding others and this is not good right uh, it creates a very one-sided information environment and it really reflects 
um, kind of the news dynamic going on there. So when like breaking news happens or when a topic like a social issue or not like climate change is not a social issue, right? This is a global like yeah life threatening issue. Um, when when something becomes politicized, it's very easy for especially in smaller language Wikipedia's for a few people to kind of swing the whole perspective uh, on that. Um, so yeah, there, there's this breaking news issue, and, and this is where our kind of organized communities are really important. So uh, the the example I want to point out of this working well. Um, is in medicine. So our, our medical community during the Ebola outbreaks uh, a few years back um, in West Africa were able to organize both on English and in languages that were accessible for local communities, high quality coverage of the medical content because it's like has impact on people's lives. And so they they recruited translators. They thought about like what's a simple way to communicate the story. Um, in that context, and like, what do the the workers, the or the advocates, or whoever on the ground who's working with that crisis, what knowledge do they need, right? Um, and you see, like, other open technology movements do stuff like this. Like, humanitarian open street map has a similar kind of way of organizing. They're like, hey, there's a crisis happening. Um, let's pull people together from different parts of the world who have the right knowledge or skills, and like address the knowledge gap. Um, so, so you can solve it, it's just, it's complicated. Um, and you know, we've been trying to address as a movement what we call the gender gap. So there's both less women editors yeah. and less women's content uh, on many of the wikis. And like, it, it's taken years and it's very hard to organize. Uh, and even when there's investment in it, um, it's, it's challenging to, to make su substantial progress because there might be contextual issues around it too. And so you can't just like drop in on a Central Asian language uh, with a like Western perspective and expect to like change the culture of the wiki overnight. You have to engage with it consistently and be persistent and work on it over and over and over again. We are going to take a short break uh, to hear uh, a message from our lovely, lovely advertisers, unless it's ExxonMobil again. But we will be back shortly. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You're probably careful with your personal information, but what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. 
your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back. With plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Okay, and we're back. Um, one one thing that we cover decently, part of my job and 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 Robert Evans's job is disinformation and misinformation, and how that type of stuff spreads online. Um, yeah. Particularly, you usually kind of linked to like political extremism um, or conspiracy theories, or you know, in in that general kind of bubble. Um, yeah. And so, what what type of kind of climate misinformation has really been festering on various you know wikipedias across the world really because like we, we, we're talking about like these topics and how and how and, and like why it happens but like what are the main types of misinformation or disinformation that is much more like prevalent yeah um so the first is just kind of neglect of uh, uh content uh that's happening across the various things related to climate um but we've identified on english wikipedia over 3700 articles that are directly related to climate change uh we don't have a very big editorial community in english on that topic that's like interesting fluent in the science and fluent in the other stuff and then you go out to the other languages and like some of the languages have like 3000 of them. Uh, some of them have like 200, right? Um, and so there is both, um, and, and some of that content was like translated several years ago, right? Or five or 10 years ago. And yeah, as yeah. you know, and like the climate rhetoric has really changed. It's, it's changed a lot. And, and like and yeah. numbers and statistics, all that stuff gets updated every year. And it's, yeah, that is, that is, there's a lot to keep and, up with. 
And like reading the IPCC report or yeah. looking at any of the consensus science, there's like a lot of change that you have to be influent in like science communication. You have to understand yeah. like where to look for the information. Um, and it's interesting. My partner is a Spanish language speaker and uh, she was in a kind of workshop for journalists uh, in Argentina uh, for climate communication. And the, the, the workshop was like, oh, you should cite the guardian. Right. So even as, uh, to, to kind of understand this climate stuff. So a lot of these local language contexts, there aren't even good sources and the sources hmm. they do have are often citing like the dominant narrative that's going on and like the Anglophone news cycle, right. Because there's not a lot of climate communication going on. And so there's just a lot of complexity involved in updating that much content all the time. Um, and so the bulk of the stuff that kind of creeps in is like this neglect, right. It's like some dominant idea in the narrative just hasn't been updated and like, we need someone to update it. Um, and that's like an organizing problem, right. Uh, that's a, like, we need more people who are science literate, who speak the local language, who understand how to edit Wikipedia. Um, and that's trainable. Like, we can do that. Yeah. The reason that matters, the neglect matters, is it stops people from making decisions about climate change because they don't have, like, an accurate sense of what we need to do, right? Which is cut the fossil fuels, increase, increase resilience, do adaptation, like, actual political change. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, so that, that's just, it's a problem. Um, the other stuff's a bit more, it, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, one of the things that happens is, uh, that as you know, there's quite a manipulation of narrative that has happened around climate change. Uh, there's this really great podcast by Amy Westervelt, uh, about, uh, how the fossil fuel industry, like got its message into schools in yeah. the last 30 years in the U S and like that narrative is just so prevalent. And so one of the things about Wikipedia is that we try to do a balance of positions. Uh, if there are reputable sources kind of describing or analyzing a topic, and this is back to your polarization question too. If they're reputable uh, sources describing a topic, we try to give them equal weight and balance across the article. The problem with climate is that some of the narratives that look like reputable sources are just pumped out of fossil fuel industry funded yes. uh, think tanks, right? And these things are not truthful <laughs> narratives, right? Um, and so the BBC ran an article uh, two weeks ago uh, on kind of climate denial in some of these smaller languages, uh, smaller language Wikipedias. And uh, what they found was a lot of these narratives being given equal weight with the climate science. <laughs> um, and I, I took a look. Our community, after that BBC article came out, started looking across all the language Wikipedia articles about just the main climate change page. And they found 31 Wikipedias that had some of that like equal weight of bad climate science. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the BBC article only found like five or 10, right? We found another. A lot, a lot more. Yeah. 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 And so it's, it's like a, it's a really, like these narratives just seep in and, you know, again, I'm going to go back to the Croatian example. Like if your media environment has been locked down by a certain political rhetoric too, yeah. 
those narratives might have traveled from like the Anglosphere into these other spaces and then gotten stuck, right? And it's just like keeps getting recycled. And so that causes delay. Um, and it, I, I was listening to your podcast recently about uh, soft climate denial. Like yeah. this is what's happening in other language environments, right? Is people are rehearsing this misinformation. It seems like a valid position because it's been rehearsed so many times by, by folks. Some people who are championing that position are like doing so unknowingly. And in the process, we're kind of disconnecting it entirely from the source of the information. And, and that is just, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> one, one interesting thing that I, I thought of when you were bringing up uh, like sourcing, how sourcing itself can be an issue. In, like, in the States, there's kind of like a joke that like, Wiki, like when people use just Wikipedia as like as a source, be like they they just mm -hmm. they just link the article, but like that is the default for so many people when they begin a begin a research project is like okay, what's this? What's the what is what does Wikipedia have on it? What's the sources w Wikipedia uses? Um, and kind of branch off from there. It's a very common thing. So I I'm not sure what like how different internet culture will be different in in other countries, but if they do not if they if they don't have like the base sourcing necessary to create like a decent homepage article, then just sourcing from Wikipedia in the first place becomes so much harder. Um, because yeah, like you, you were saying, like just use the Guardian is 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 is, is like one of the things. And, like that's not horrible advice, but if it's only just from one thing, then that that's going to change the entire nature of like coverage and information on specific topics. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've had that just be a really interesting kind of thing that I I never thought of before is how different countries wikipedia's or like language w w wikipedia's will have will have like different sources so then getting information from from the page is just going to be so different and, and like yeah like like the whole like the whole like uh tiered of sourcing is just completely changed yeah and and i think like you know in medicine uh, most medical practitioners expect most of the medical literature to be in a handful of languages like english and chinese and that kind of stuff right and like part of your professional work and part of like saving people's lives is being able to use those sources. And so if a medical Wikipedia article has a translation from like an English article into another language and you're distributing that to medical practitioners and they find the citation and it's in English and they can go follow the source, like that's not such a big deal. But in a topic like climate, um, where the vast majority of the people that have to make decisions on this information do not have access to other languages. Maybe their access to English is through like machine translation, yeah, like yeah. Google or something like that. Like having not having sources in your local language um, uh, or just having the sources that were translated from an English Wikipedia article, which happens a lot on these smaller language Wikipedias is kind of like, not helpful for climate decision making. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where it's um and, and it's easy, for example, in a lot of these like Eastern European languages or Central Asian uh languages for like a politically spun news site uh opinion about something to kind of creep in at the same level of of kind of uh validity as yeah. as a, another uh, as scientific research as the the you know consensus understanding of the climate crisis 
So how how might I know we we talked about like like uh, trainings for like journalists and and people to start editing mm. Wikipedia's in their language, but like how how do we kind of improve climate communication overall with open access to information and you know creating more linguistic um, diversity and stuff? Yeah, well, I I think there there's like a couple opportunities um, in this, and then I there's some other misinformation I also want to talk about too. Um, but I, I think the this the sourcing one is a particularly challenging one. Um, we need like more basic science based climate communication in more languages, and I, I'm not saying like just the the like more languages like the big UN languages or the ones that are kind of colonial cross-cultural languages like Spanish or French or Arabic or you know all these languages that have been used uh, across cultures we also need it in local languages um, and we need it to be evidence-based and we need it to be audience-based right so if if someone is like searching online in Swahili about how like drought is happening in Kenya, right? Or Tanzania or, or the, you know, there's suddenly flooding or like I need to deal with X, Y, and Z adaptation to the climate crisis, um, which is by the way, what all of the global South is doing right now, right? Like the, the global South is having to adapt to this crisis that polluting countries has have made. Yeah. Right? And we're not actually giving them the resources to the pro- to the problem that we've caused. Yeah, well, it's not even like giving the research. We're not even like the people who are like, we want to adapt our society. We're not resourcing the folks on the ground who have the agency, who have the understanding, who know how to do the research in the context, who know how to do the communication in the context, right? We're not even like bolstering their their request for help, right? Yeah, like yeah. The, 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 the UN Climate Car- uh, Conference kind of failed on this adaptation funding, right? Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, this is where like a platform like Wikipedia and like kind of approaching this from a knowledge activist perspective where you're like, there are people who need this knowledge to address, like understand what's happening around them so they can make decisions that doesn't like, you know, yeah, we need this kinds of information. We need open source knowledge, not just Wikipedia, but one of the platforms. Um, and and you know the you, you all do open source investigation, and you're used to like open source software communities. And I, I listen to a couple of your podcasts, and you're kind of constantly speaking back to those open communities that that come out of like anglophone software spaces. Yeah. Um. And like we need to acknowledge that like we we figured out how to do open knowledge but we haven't given all those tools we haven't transferred the knowledge on how to do it we haven't adapted those tools to other parts of the world and other languages um and so just like starting to look <laughs> for these other communities asking for the people like who's ready to organize like giving them money to go do it right uh these things are like really practical um and and i think we're we're not we're not often not listening or we're not looking for that solution and a reminder like most of the people having to adapt um are in the global south and speak other languages like we need to be there in that language if we want the the climate crisis to like resolve itself (laughs) uh without you know destroying people's lives yeah absolutely um yeah, that's that's the thing we we try to bring up is that the the people is going to be 
initially worse affected are the people who are already kind of not in the greatest situation in the first place. That's like how how like how like the, the areas that are gonna that are gonna experience the most flooding, the most extreme weather events, all this kind of stuff. It's 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 not it's not starting with something like New York City. It's starting with areas that are already uh, dealing with a lot of like local issues, and now this is just something else on top. And yeah, fixing all of that is. Uh, I mean, fixing all of it's impossible. We can we can only take like small uh, adaptive steps to like mitigate some of the worse effects. And yeah, I mean that that's that stuff that comes up uh, a bunch. But um, you you mentioned you wanted to, to at least briefly mention um some other forms of d- disinformation. Yeah, so we we've also witnessed a couple times um where something will hit like breaking news or become a political position in a context. And then like, we will see bad actors show up on Wikipedia and try to manipulate it. Um, I, I have two examples of this. Uh, the, the first is um, about a year, year ago, uh, we found a group of accounts uh, editing about uh, some of the inter-Amazonian highways uh, that the Bolsonaro uh, presidency is building through, through the Amazon. Um, where they were trying to remove the environmental and indigenous people's uh, uh, impact assessments from the Wikipedia articles. Uh, And so like basic human rights stuff, basic, you know, healthy environment things (laughs) uh, that the government is like expected to follow through on were being like manipulated out of the the articles uh, for a more like pro-economic growth narrative. Um, and so, you know, it's, we can't like the, the shift towards this, like very extreme, right? Like economic growth only version of reality, um, does play out on the wiki. Now we were, we were lucky that this was fairly trans, like fairly easy to see once we found it, but we had to coordinate across, um, uh, English, Spanish, and Portuguese to like address the problem. Uh, so, so we need like multilingual communities who are kind of coordinating and talking to each other uh, to address that. Um, the other thing we've seen is like, uh, so did you, I don't know how well you follow the climate movement, um, but did you see when Disha Ravi got arrested in India uh, by chance? I don't think so. So she she's a youth climate activist that was part of Fridays for Future India, um, okay. which is like a group, kind of sister group of the group that formed in Europe around Greta Thunberg, right? Um, and uh, she, uh, um, her Gmail account got attached to a Google Doc, uh, uh, just uh, seen active on a Google Doc that was about uh, sharing social media about the India the farmers protests. In mm-hmm. India, which have been like a real political sticking point issue. And I had written, so I, I'm both a volunteer and a professional who organizes the community. And in my volunteer time, I had written the biography of Disha Ravi like months before uh, the Indian government kind of identified her with this social media toolkit. And um, when she got arrested for something that's like just basic social organizing tactic yes, with social yeah. media, um, uh, the the kind of Hindu nationalist social media environment like zoomed in on her Wikipedia article and on all these other social media presences she had, and they tried to silence it. 
um, be like, okay, we need to delete this article. And uh, uh, fortunately, like a group of us were watching the page and we caught it and we were able to stop that. But there's kind of the, the, the kind of flash mob situation that happens a lot now in social media where it's like, yes, that is oh, the this, main thing form. Has been this thing has been polarized. Now we need to go attack it. Um, and so you can imagine like English Wikipedia has a healthy immune system for this kind of stuff. It, it like sees it. It has enough. It. it has enough people that it can do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can imagine on a smaller wiki that the narrative could shift and stay permanently shifted quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that happened, and so that that's another concern, right? So there's like the subtle, like a few accounts just like quietly removing things, and then like the active political. Um, kind of intervention that happens. In in terms of like disinformation, do you see Wikipedia as being kind of susceptible to like intentional disinformation campaigns of people slowly kind of editing the ideology of of articles to to push kind of s some agenda? Wh whether that be like individually and like in like you know more of like a crowd operation um or even like r run by like people with political power um like do, do you how, how much of a risk do you see that with this like an open source idea is that's of, of like intentional slow dissemination of disinformation on like important articles and stuff well so i i think i, I might reframe your question a little bit sure. uh like uh all open source kind of knowledge spaces are susceptible to that right um the question is to like what degree and how harmful is it going to be right yeah um, like, is it, is it like very open to this and will it cause a lot of problems? Um, the bigger language Wikipedias have healthy immune systems that we, we have a combination of kind of bots that are like AI generated that flag bag edits. And then we have a lot of community patrolling happening. And even in some of the smaller communities that have like medium sized editor communities, like Swedish Wikipedia, uh, it doesn't take a lot for that local language community to patrol the pages and like be like, oh, okay, um, these changes are kind of weird. I can roll it back. Um, like this doesn't seem like it fits our culture of Wikipedia. The problem is when a language Wikipedia has very few editors and they're not active all the time. Um, and, and so this is where we need kind of more eyes on the content, right? Because it's, it's very easy for like a really small language community to kind of have a little bit of content, but never see it maintained. Um, and, and this is where the like, wh where our communities are forming around these languages, like a lot of the West African languages, for example, that our communities are, are kind of organizing in. We, we like invest in those communities existing and like figuring out the governance and training people how to edit and getting access to the kind of technical skills to do this. Um, and, you know, we have kind of systems that we're hoping over the next few years invest in that resilience, right? Like building a code of conduct, making it easier for communities to see this kind of stuff. But it it, it is 300 languages, right? That's a, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it is a volunteer-built system, and you do need a healthy editorial community in order to keep a wiki from like drifting too much. Yeah. Um. So a, a good example of this, and again, I'll reference Croatian because it's the one we've done research on. Yeah. Like it was possible for a few people to push people who are more in consensus with the global position on various topics 
out of the wiki. Um, and, and that's just like, we, we have to find a balance between like local language. Uh, and this is my personal opinion, right? We need to find a balance between kind of local language uh, sovereignty on this stuff and also not like radicalizing uh, a topical environment. And we, and we see this particularly on impactful topics, right? Like ones that directly affect like politics or in the case of climate crisis, like people's livelihoods and yeah. ability to function <laughs> in society, right? Um, and, and we just like, we need to be cautious about that. But, it, but you know, Wikipedia is a common resource. Uh, and I think this is really important. Like the, the way Wikipedia works is, you know, the Wikimedia Foundation provides the servers, we fund our communities, we support them, we help them work through governance issues. But like the, we, we need editorial communities to maintain it. That, that's what those 280,000 people um, are doing as volunteers is they're building an editorial practice that makes the content work. Um, and, and we, we need that. Um, and so we need, you know, like-minded communities, like the people for your, your podcast who are like, oh, we need the internet to be reliable and have accurate information on it to show up. Um, cause if, yeah. if we don't do that, it's, it's really like, it's the common resource. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. 
obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. The following is a high five moment from high five casino.com. Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. We, we, we have a decent international listening base as well. Um, and I'm thinking, like, what would, would you, like, recommend people, uh, you know, in, in different countries or even people inside, in, inside kind of, like, um, uh, you know, the, the States, America, Canada, the UK, who are, like, multilingual? Would you at least encourage them to browse other language Wikipedias and maybe start making edits when they see this type of misinformation popping up? Yeah, so I two kind of perspectives on this one um tr- look for a local organized community so we, we have what's called wikimedia affiliates these are 130 150 organizations around the world they regularly run events especially now that we're leaving covid uh increasingly more in-person events they train folks like look for them uh in your context uh and if you need help finding you know find me on twitter and i can connect you uh with those communities um, and the, the other part is small edits. So I, I think a lot of people look at Wikipedia and they think of it like a traditional publishing platform, right? Like, oh, you know, I have to write the whole oh, article. The whole article. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to be a master. And, and the, the secret sauce to all of this is like most people start with one citation, one comma, one type of fix. Yeah. And they do a handful of those a month. And then they keep coming back. And as you do those small edits, you start reading the content more carefully and fixing the things you can fix. And so I, I, I recommend going in to like add one citation. Like if, if you go and add one citation today, that like makes life better or you fix the, the communication on the uh, sentence. Um, the other part of it is, you know, I, I said there's these organized groups. Uh, for the climate in particular, I, I run this campaign called Wiki for Human Rights, uh, which is focused on... Um, we, it's a, a theme uh, that we kind of identified with the UN human rights on the right to a healthy environment, which is this new human right that has been acknowledged by the Human Rights Council. And we're, we're organizing kind of writing contests and edit-a-thons and kind of trainings for communities to go and look for the human dimension of the climate crisis. So I, I think when we think about climate communication, a lot of people are like science, right? They're like, oh, this is, you know, about how weather systems work and, and how the atmosphere it forms and that yeah. kind of stuff. And the, the, the content that's more impactful is this like human inflected stuff. Like how does the climate crisis infect you as an individual and yes. agriculture in the cities you live in and yeah. in the clothing you buy in the manufactured goods in Absolutely. the mine around the corner that's producing water pollution that's going to harm your children for the next 30 years, right? Um, and and that is the the kind of stuff that we're encouraging communities to pay attention to is, is more the like justice and human rights oriented perspective uh, on these topics. And your cat is very cute. Yeah, they, 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 every <laughs> once in a while, they they love to, <laughs> love to take the camera. Um, 
And so, uh, yeah. So, so if you follow me on Twitter, I will, I can hook you up with that campaign as well. Yeah. Um, um and, yeah. Where, where, where can people find you uh, online and to learn more information about, you know, the various kind of topics we've discussed today? So, um, search, uh, if you're interested in climate change, uh, stuff on Wikipedia, uh, English Wikipedia has a wonderful wiki project climate change that has a little tab at the, so if you search wiki project climate change on Google and you find, uh, there's a tab at the top that says, get started with easy edits. And that kind of can get you oriented to like, where can you affect English Wikipedia on this? And, you know, once you find a gap on English, it's easy to find it on other languages. Um, for kind of learning about Wiki for Human Rights, you can search for that um, and or follow me on Twitter, um, S-A-D-A-D-S, SADADS, uh, on Twitter. Um, uh, we also have a group called Wikimedians for Sustainable Development, uh, uh, who's kind of communicating on Twitter, which is the group that's really focused on sustainability topics more generally. Um, and, you know, the other way to look is find something you've been reading about about the climate crisis or sustainability issues uh, in the news, look it up on Wikipedia, see if it's missing. Um, if it's not, click the edit button, add a sentence, right? Um, the good example of this, uh, I learned about a park in uh, uh, the center of Nairobi that's being protested by environmental activists because some of the big trees uh, were being uh, cut down, Uhuru Park. Right. Uh, this came by on my Twitter handle. Like I'm not connected to this at the moment. Right. Um, but because I had news sources, I had three or four news sources. I could say really simply in 2001, the park came under scrutiny for a renovation that included removing old trees. That's a climate action. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Right. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I am constantly overwhelmed by the climate crisis. Uh, as as is a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and like just being able to tell that little story, like, hey, um, the decisions people are making are not productive here, right? Um, just just gathering that story is important. And and what's important is Wikipedia plays institutional memory on this, right? Absolutely. I feel like yeah, you totally. know a lot of a lot of activist work is very temporal. It's very like in that moment, right? Yep. Um, and if it doesn't get documented on Wikipedia, the local news sources are going to get lost in the wind of time. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, and, and so I think, you know, if to do your little activist motion, like a sentence describing what happened in a moment where resistance was happening is like a huge step forward, right? Um, because it, it connects the environmental crisis, climate crisis, human rights issues to like daily lives. Like people look up this park probably on Google <laughs> because they want to go there, right? Or they read about it because people are like, when was it created? What was that protest that happened there the other day? And if the source isn't there... Um, then it doesn't really exist in their minds, yeah. It doesn't exist in their minds. And, and, and I think that's like one of the big issues with climate crisis and, you know, amplified even worse in other languages, right, is that people aren't making that connection. They aren't seeing it around them and they're not, you know, kind of connecting action to how we address it. That, uh, that is a really good, that's a really good point. And yeah, I mean, I will encourage everybody to, to start making small edits. That's what's what I did for a, a long time before I moved into like, open source um journalism and and reporting it's a great way to get started and it's a great way to yeah just start 
start disseminating small bits of information because the only thing that we can really do as people is small steps. We can have like an adaptive goal in mind, but you need to take small steps to get there. Uh, that, and that is a, a really great way to start influencing the way people think about uh, climate and our situation. Um, yeah. And and I think too, you know, your your podcast kind of appeals to folks who are interested in like finding the truth and reality, right? And, and that that's that's like that that investigation is what a Wikipedia article is. It is like one, ten, a hundred editors out there in the world trying to go like, what the heck is this topic about, right? How do I compile my notes? Uh, in a way that helps other people. And I think in the face of the climate crisis, Dr. Ayanna Johnson uh, says, like, find the thing you're good at, find the thing you're passionate about, and find the thing that like, or that, that makes you feel good and you're, you, you, is rewarding, and find the thing that actually, like, helps affect the climate crisis, right? And a small edit on Wikipedia meets your kind of knowledge needs. It's very satisfying because people will read it. And it, it, it is incremental change in the right direction, right? Uh, people will make decisions on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I guess, uh, I, think that, that, I think that probably closes this up uh, today, unless you have anything else to add. Um, I guess no. w w one more plug for your Twitter so we can uh, get, get more eyeballs on you um, and the work that you're doing. Yeah, um, so at S-A-D-A-D-S. Uh, it's my long-term handle on the internet, <laughs> um, and you you can find me all over the place. Uh, and I tweet about Wikipedia and the climate crisis. Well, and uh, we'll we'll link the uh, Wikipedia uh, Wiki Project Climate Change page in the description for people to find. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to uh, talk to us all about these topics. Um, I'm really really great, uh, really grateful to have this type of uh, knowledge. Uh, readily accessible to more people. Also, you know, in, in the spirit of Wikipedia. Um, thank you. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, you can follow us by subscribing to the feed and on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Happen Here Pod and Cool Zone Media. See you on the other side, everybody. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.